Hey everybody, welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. Uh, I know in the last episode we said we were going to take a break from podcasting, and we have, uh, but I wanted to put out an episode uh, so you'd have something to download today and uh, to make a few little announcements. Um, first off, thanks to everyone who has donated to help Monica out during her cancer recovery. Please use the donate button on the website, quizfix.net. Uh, it's all very appreciated. And we'll still have some tip jars out at the local locations uh, for quizzes if you want to do it that way. If there's some other way you want to help out, uh, please contact us, quizfix at gmail.com. Uh, also, we do have a full schedule of quizzes this week. Tonight, on Memorial Day, we'll be holding a quiz at the Skylark in West Seattle. Uh, our newest host, Vivian is uh, subbing for Monica at Fitzgerald's. Uh, she is awesome, so go check her out and say hi. Uh, the rest of our schedule is the same. Tuesdays, we've got the Crown Bar in Tacoma, the Black Zia Cantina in Burien, and Murphy's in Wallingford. Wednesday at the Berliner in Renton, and Thursday at the Local 907 in Renton, and Murphy's in Wallingford. Finally, June 3rd, coming up, that's next Monday. That is the first night of our Quiz Fix Summer Camp Tournament. For new players in the Seattle-Tacoma Renton area, it is free to play. You get points for every Quiz Fix quiz you play in, and more if you finish in the top three that night. And at the end of the eight-week tournament, the teams with the most points play in the finals for a chance to win some big cash. More info on how it works is at quizfix.net slash summer. So... What is this episode? Well, we're jumping back into the Wayback Machine and replaying some segments from this week in the past. For you new listeners, these are clips from episode 17 and episode 63. For local players, anything you hear can and will be used against you at Quiz this week. So, uh, study up. Next week, we'll have our first of the month Battle Royale episode that Monica and I recorded a little while ago. Uh, and uh, going forward, we'll just see what we, uh, we can put out every week. Um, thanks for downloading and listening, and for all your support. And here is today's Wayback episode. So my topic for you is, I'm calling it The Vans. The vans. Yeah. These, so these lightning rounds that I made since it's like a special podcast, they're kind of special. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's mine. The vans. The vans. Uh, yours is going to be, round number one, is going to be the meaning of life. Wow. Yeah. How about that? That's a tough We're going to go deep. Uh, do you want to go first or second? Um, I guess I can go first. All right. Here we go with lightning round number one. The word van, meaning a type of vehicle, arose as a contraction of what word? A contraction of Volkswagen? Caravan. Oh, I should have guessed that. I thought you did that. Yeah, I didn't think of that as a contraction. But that's a good one. Well, it's a short name. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, number one for you in a multiple choice question. What was the first flavor of Lifesaver sold when they debuted in 1913? 
Is it cherry, root beer, or peppermint? Peppermint? Mm-hmm. It's that one. You are correct. Peppermint is correct. <laughs> Those are the ones where you buy it down and it'll spark. Although I read recently that all lifesavers will do that. Peppermints, oh, really? Peppermints will be brighter, but all lifesavers Even will like spark. Even the fruit All ones. the ones, because of how how hard they are, if, if you bite down on them hard enough, they will spark. It's just the peppermints will spark brighter. What band had a notable effect on the modern rock music tour with their use of the contract writer, most infamously for their request of a bowl of M&M's minus the brown ones? The wonderfully talented Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It's one of the Vans. Now, do you know the story behind that? Yes, I do. Do you want to... Uh, Re- recall that for a- so everybody thought it was like them being like nitpicky assholes mm-hmm. you know like we demand m&ms with no brown ones by the way that was a really good day oh, impression. that's like it was like he was in the room diamond dave that's not who i was impersonating was it alex van halen yes okay Never mind. <laughs> and it was a terrible impression because i thought it was david lee roth <laughs> I thought you were going to go right into Panama. <laughs> Panama. So, <laughs> so uh, but it was actually like a sign that they actually read the writer and were following it to like let them know that all the safety shit they needed for the big stage show and like that that was going to be there too. Right. So if they went into the dressing room and there were no M&M's or there were brown M&M's, they'd brown, be like, yeah. okay, we need to look through everything and make sure that you did this right so we don't get electrocuted. Yeah. Or the, the lighting rigs fall on the, yeah. on the audience and things like that. Yeah. That's it's very true. I thought that was a great story. It like, was a great story. What a good story. idea. I mean, for years, people thought, oh, it's just them being little picky uh-huh. bastards. And no, that it's a it's a smart way of making sure everybody read through your writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number two for you. Life magazine, which started in 1883, was bought in 1936 by Henry Luce, who was the publisher of what news magazine? I don't know, Newsweek? No, Time. Oh. They became Time Life with the Time Life books and things like that. that. Yeah. What a jerk. You're a jerk for getting that wrong. Since 1996, what company has been the primary sponsor of the annual Warp Tour Traveling Music Festival? Was that Vans the Shoes? Yes. Yeah. It's one of the Vans. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever owned a pair of Vans? I don't think I have. They were very popular shoes when I was in in the well back in the eighties because of Fast Times Bridgemont High. Uh, Jeff Spicoli wears a checkered oh. pair of Vans, and they became very popular in uh, junior high, high school. I associate them with skateboarding like ska punk kids yeah so you had your vans wearers and you had your chucks wearers and i was always a chuck guy the the converse chucks i have some of those yeah i still dig those chucks i bought them because i needed them for my tina halloween costume right 
and now I just wear them a lot. We may need to post pictures of that. Oh my gosh. We may absolutely need to post pictures of that. If you can, if you can post pictures of that, I will see if I can find the time that I dressed up as Boy George for Halloween, <laughs> and we'll post them at the same time so we can both be suitably. Okay. Also, if you want to send in pictures of your best Halloween costumes, I love, I that idea. love Halloween costumes. Yeah, it's never too early to send us pictures of you in costume. Please Summer do that. Summertime is or, the perfect time. And if it wasn't Halloween and it was just you're kind of a cosplay person, send in those pictures. Yeah, I yeah. love costumes. Yeah. Question number three, what game maker made the Game of Life board game back in 1860 originally as a modified version of Checkers? Who started that Game of Life? Oh, I don't know. Is it Parker Brothers? You had a couple choices. Milton Bradley. There was a guy named Milton Bradley. Games. Like that was his full name. That was his name. So Milton he's like, Bradley. "What are you gonna call your company, Milton Bradley? That's your name, <laughs> Milton Bradley." <laughs> Who makes board games is gonna name his company after him. This guy, <laughs> Milton Bradley. I heard also heard he had two thumbs. Okay, <laughs> he had all the thumbs. Yeah, you can go and see the original game of life. It was like a checkerboard, and you would. Uh, land on things that were either good things or bad things. One of them was like bankruptcy. One of them was suicide. Whoa. It was this really dark game. <laughs> and then when they made it more popular, they were like, let's put a spinner on it, some cars, and maybe the worst thing that happens is you're, you know, you have some debt. Number four. What singer-songwriter released his 36th studio album, Keep Me Singing? In September of last year. 36? Yeah, uh, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> that's got to be Van Morrison. Correct. He's Yay. one of the Vans. He's one of the Vans. Which, by the way, he is not Jim Morrison. Not his brother. Like, no. He is not him. No. <laughs> I got no. it mixed no. up. Learn the difference. <laughs> So I thought the guy from The Doors sang Brown Eyed Girl for oh. the longest time. <laughs> Are you serious about this now? I'm I'm doubting I'm doubting this now. Really? Now did I don't you think the why. singer of Brown Eyed Girl also sang Light My Fire? Did you put those two together? <laughs> well, I I don't you know. Did, it was you? like when I heard the name Van Morrison, it was just like I just couldn't differentiate that it was a different person. By the way, if uh, if there are any recordings of Van Morrison uh, fronting the doors, I would love to hear them. That would be amazing. Well, I think one of the things is that I never saw him. Sure. I never saw him at all, and I saw Jim Morrison a lot because yeah, he was just on around. like every at the supermarket. No, <laughs> he was on like every college kid's wall on that poster where he's trying to look all sexy yeah and and van morrison never had those posters no thank god no (laughs) no sticking with music what rock guitarist's 2010 memoir written when he was 67 years old is called life is it bruce springsteen I'm probably going to go a little bit older than that. Is it Eric Clapton? Oh, now you're getting in the right realm. 
It is Keith Richards. Oh, I never would have got that. I just love the fact that the guy who has taken all the drugs and done everything is still kicking and has written a book called Life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he actually knew knows how he's still alive. Like he's like, I've got the plan. Yeah. Here it is. This is how you do it. Is that what the book's about? No, I don't think it's a step by step. I don't think it's a how to. Like how to shoot morphine into your cock. <laughs> <laughs> Step one, get some morphine. Step two, get a needle. Step three, get, get a cock. Exactly. Step four, tell Mick Jagger to leave the room for a second. Step five, step six. Profit. Profit. He was the original underpants gnome. What National Lampoon movie was released in 2002 and starred Ryan Reynolds? Van Wilder. National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Yes. Yes. With a, uh, with a young Cal Penn in a supporting role. I've never seen this movie. You've never seen it? No. I've seen parts of it on... It's one of those TNT movies that shows up every once in a while, or TBS movies. And it's like, oh, that's Van Wilder. Hmm. Uh, question number five for you. Last of the round... According to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what is the meaning of life? I'm going to get a lot of shit if I get this wrong. (laughs) But I think it's 42. That is right. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) It's like my nerd status is going to go way down if I forget that. That was going to be, yeah. (laughs) That's just one of those trivia, even if you've never read Hitchhiker's Guide or never heard the radio play or anything like that, you should know 42 is the meaning of life according to Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, All right. How did we do here? You got one... I got two, didn't I? You got two right. You got four. I know my vans. <laughs> so, yeah, I made it kind of easy for you because I felt bad about the last few. Thank you. <laughs> I need your pity more than anything else. So I'm going to keep a tally. Okay. We'll take a short little musical break. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to play here, but uh, <laughs> well, then we'll go right into the next lightning round. How about Brown Eyed Girl? <laughs> As sung by Jim Morrison. Hey, where did we go? The days where the rains came Down in the hollow Playing a new game She's running and she's laughing Hiding behind the rainbow's walls Slipping and she's sliding All down the waterfall with you My brown-eyed girl Yeah, you, my brown-eyed girl Alright, it is now time for game prep. No, it's near Halloween. It's getting, in the, it's getting in the spirit. It's not. Have you just started putting out your Halloween cards yet? Isn't it that time now? <laughs> no, it's dads and grads. Dads and grads. Oh, I'm so glad that rhymes. <laughs> uh, for today's uh, game prep, I've gone through and found a bunch of holidays 
that uh, are celebrated this week. And I'll put holidays in quotations. These are kind of these national and international days that are kind of funky. So how do these come to be? So there's a lot of websites that list them and they all list the same ones. And then almost with every single one says, we're not sure how this holiday came to be. (laughs) Some of these actual have origin stories and some of them are just like, I don't, everybody's like, well, people have been doing it for years and I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so I I accept it. Thank you. Do you want to go first? No. (laughs) (laughs) You still all my lines. Check your script. Your script says. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That script rewrite every week. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, I will go. Go first. I'll go first. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here's, oh my Here's God. your lightning round. Nope. <laughs> All right, our audio round challenge this week is. <laughs> and now it's not just the tip. <laughs> All right, after here. Dark. <laughs> Actually, the audio round is going to be after dark. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right, here is your game prep. May 28th, happy International Hamburger Day. Yay. Named after the German city where it was invented, it was originally called a Hamburg steak. The hamburger sandwich was first made with plain bread on either side until Walter Anderson decided to use a dense bun instead to kind of soak up the juices. Anderson went on to co-found a restaurant we've talked about quite a bit now, White Castle. So in mm. some ways, White Castle is the first hamburger. Well, it is the first fast food place. Yeah, yeah so that makes a lot of sense. You know, there's a restaurant in Vegas. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But if you weigh over 300 pounds, you can eat for free. Oh, no. And they have like a big scale out front. Is it 300 I'm going to look it up. It's, I mean, it's got to be something so that not everybody can do it. Las Vegas fat people Three. restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Heart Attack Grill. Oh, no. It's not. Yes, it's called no, the Heart Attack no, Grill. guys. Guys. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're over 300 pounds and you're comfortable with it, you're like, fuck it, I'm going to the heart attack oh, grill. Oh, it's 350. Oh, okay. Well, then fine. If you weigh, or over 350, you eat for free. And a nur- the waitresses are dressed as nurses. I, I don't, I'm uncomfortable with this. There's a burger called the Quadruple Bypass No, burger. no, no. We should not be celebrating this. Four half-pound beef patties. <sighs> 20 strips of bacon. 20? 20. Eight slices of American cheese. No, no, no. A whole tomato, which is probably the healthiest part. Yeah. A half an onion. Gross. (laughs) Served in a bun coated with lard. Oh, what? It's 9,982 calories. Oh, my God. I'm going to bring some fries with that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope there's one of these little uh, mini defibrillators right next to the table so they can just, you know, do that. That's crazy. They also have cigarettes on the menu. (laughs) 
All right, now I kind of appreciate that they're just going all in now. It's like, hey, you want to die here? Die here. One of the restaurant's promotions is a reward for customers who finish a triple or quadruple bypass burger. Uh, That's like four days worth of food. If you don't finish your meal, you get a paddling by one of the nurses. All right, now I'm in. May 29th, happy National Paperclip Day. Happy Paperclip Day. The most common type of paperclip is the gem. Named after the manufacturing company that first made it in the 1870s. In Sweden, the word gem means paperclip. That's amazing that they're just like, oh, that word just means paperclip now. That it's so ubiquitous. That shape has not changed over... I mean, we're talking a couple of centuries now, and that that, or somewhere around there. But it's it has not changed. It's still that it's little. A good shape. Kind of like, it's a, I mean, it's kind of one of those perfect inventions. It's like mm-hmm. my mom used to get these ones that are plastic triangles, yeah. and they were colored and stuff, and they just they were no good. They're no yeah. good. You always go back to the thing. I remember reading about the guy who traded a paperclip. This is like the early days of Craigslist. Where he traded oh, yeah, a paperclip like for a house. Paper clip. It was like a giant, like novelty paperclip. Yeah. That he traded and finally got a house in Alaska yeah, or something. Yeah, he just kept like trading up and up and up. Ah, uh, all the young days of the internet when people were nice. May 29th, happy put a pillow on your fridge day. Happy put a pillow on your fridge day. On your fridge? Yeah, read it on. This unusual holiday dates back to the 1900s before the invention of the refrigerator. People stored most of their food in larders, cupboards placed in cool areas of the house. A tradition was to keep a piece of linen in the larder for good luck. After refrigerators became commonplace, the tradition turned into pillows on top of the fridge. And this is one of those where people say, we have no idea where this got started, and I've never heard of anybody putting a pillow on their fridge. This sounds like a joke. I don't think anybody has ever done this. But yet, like, all these websites say that this is, like, national put a pillow on your fridge day. If anybody out there has ever done this for good luck reasons and not just because... The only place in your apartment to store a pillow is on top of your fridge. <laughs> First of all, that's where the microwave goes. On top of the fridge? Yes. Okay. That's for our, in our house, that's where the uh, the stored. Actually, it's where, uh, <laughs> where I put things that I don't want anybody to find because everybody else in tall. my house, <laughs> my house is like five feet tall. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Christmas presents go up there. You know what, though? Instead of putting a pillow on your fridge, let me give you a tip. Put it in your freezer. Mm. And then when you take it out and you go to bed and it's all cold. Oh, yeah. Feels Especially really in those, those hot summer nights. Hot summer nights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a Monica tip for you all. <laughs> Thanks, Monica. You're welcome. Question number Question. May 30th. <laughs> May 30th, Happy National Loomis Day. uh, I'm going to get this name wrong, but it's Malin Loomis. He was a 19th century dentist who believed that the atmosphere contained layers of electricity. It doesn't. Uh, He experimented (laughs) with what he called wireless telegraphy, 
but couldn't get government funding to continue his research. And now Loomis is regarded as an early radio and wireless pioneer. But back in the day, he was thought of as kind of a crackpot. Mm. Yeah, he he did. Uh, he flew some kites up uh, and attached them to these metal galvanators, and he could measure when one kite was talking to the other kite like 18 miles away or something. And then he tried to get more funding for his research, but he kept on describing it as, well, the reason that it's happening is because the atmosphere has all these layers of electricity. And everybody was like, no, it doesn't. So his the- his like the basis of his theory was wrong, but he did actually get communication between two metal objects 18 miles away. So how did he do it? Was it radio waves? It must have been. It must have been. So, yeah, you know, this is, you know, three decades or so before Marconi. So he gets credit now, but, like, his wife left him and he couldn't get funding and people thought he was crazy. It was a, it was kind of a tragic story. And then, you know, after he's di- after he's dead, Marconi comes along and goes, oh, yeah, radio. It's pretty good. <laughs> and everybody goes, Marconi, he's great. And Loomis is, well, he's dead. Well, you know, he didn't say that there was electricity in the atmosphere. No, he left that part out. And he was way hotter. Marconi? I'm just guessing. You like you like those Italian Italian inventors? I don't know what either of them looked like, but because he was successful, I'm going to guess that he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another Monica tip for you. <laughs> Success equals hot. No, it's the other way around. Oh, okay. Hot equals success. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Oh, maybe he was a good-looking guy. Marconi was, and he was a suave yeah, Italian guy. Yeah, and they goes, listened to him. And he's like, hey, radio. <laughs> he sounded like Mario. <laughs> hey, radio. It's a good thing. Uh, yeah. That's my Italian accent. We should ask Paul McCartney what he thinks about <laughs> your Italian accent. <laughs> oh, I think it's cracking good. <laughs> cracking. I think it's a good accent, right? right. I'm pretty sure that's an Australian thing. (laughs) Paul McCartney gets around. May 30th. My bucket's got a whole day. A whole day. (laughs) 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 Or, Or national hole in my bucket day, depending on what website you read. It might have to do with the Hank Williams tune, My Bucket's Got a Hole, or the old folk song, There's a Hole in My Bucket. In any case, carry a bucket with a hole in it all day long. Yeah, it's about 50-50 split out there what the name of it is and why it is, but that's the thing you're supposed to do on the day is carry a bucket with a hole. It's not a great holiday, (laughs) is what I'm saying. These are weird. Is yeah. it the same day as the fridge pillow? No, it's the day no, it's after. No, it's the day after. So the That's after you've got that nice cold pillow, then uh, get that holy bucket and uh, have a good time. <laughs> holy bucket, Batman. <laughs> my sister, uh, one of my sisters' name is Liza. And oh, I bet she loved that. She song. hated anytime somebody <laughs> saying, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, a hole. She hated it see i loved that song yeah 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 
I like it, those songs that did that, like tell a story and keep going back to the yeah, beginning. That was the thing that drew her crazy even more is that it's basically a song that never really ends. Because <laughs> yeah. by the end of it, they're like, oh, why don't you put a, get a bucket? Well, there's a hole in the bucket. Da, dun, dun, dun. And then you <laughs> just go right from the beginning again. Uh, May 31st, Happy National Meditation Day. The form of meditation we know best is transcendental meditation, which involves the recitation of a mantra for 15 to 20 minutes a day. Maharashi Manash Yogi introduced this technique in India in the 1950s, and by the 60s he had attracted famous followers like the members of the Beatles and the Beach Boys. We were meditated? Yeah. Yeah? Do you still meditate? Mm, not right now. Yeah. Well, we're right now recording. <laughs> when I leave here today, are you gonna like do like sit down and do some meditating? No, you're gonna take me to work. Oh, that's right. May thirty first. It's National Speak and Complete Sentences Day. Happy National Speak and Complete Sentences Day. A reaction to the abbreviations, acronyms, and incomplete phrases we use in modern life, especially with the advent of texting. Are there any? abbreviations and texting and things like that that you're like i never want to see that again so people used to use brb Mm -hmm. but we never use that anymore because we're never gone from the internet anymore right right i remember that (laughs) used to be like in chat rooms you'd be like in a chat room doing something and you'd be like oh i gotta go you know, get something from the kitchen. So BRB and then people would know that, or like instant messenger or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you don't ever have to do that anymore. You don't leave. Yeah. (laughs) You just stop talking to somebody. (laughs) Like there's no like saying goodbye on texts even. I mean, at least not, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it's just like you have a conversation and then you just kind of stop talking with the person. Yeah. Yeah. Continued again later. Yeah. I like complete sentences. I think complete sentences are are good. I usually, I mean, like, I capitalize and use punctuation. Oh, yeah. Me too. But, like, I've read that people think it's rude if you use a period at the end of the sentence in a text. It's rude? Like, it's abrupt or something. Like, well. Really? It's supposed to be there. That I've I've not heard that, but that's interesting. Is it like the all caps thing is like that means you're yelling? Kind of. Yeah. I probably use too many exclamation points. I get very excited, as you can tell by my voice. You are a very excitable calm person. Calm down, please. All right, all right, all right. What's my mantra? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Mine's <right>. Bach. <laughs> I just want to walk in on you meditating, just going, fuck, fuck. It's kind of <laughs> All right, everybody. That was your game prep. Yay! I did it right. Om Sri Ram Om Sri Ram Om Sri Ram Om Sri Ram Om All right, it is time for our audio round challenge, and we threw out a bunch of themes on our little email chain, and this is the one that we decided we're going to try to do. It is a song titles, 
that fit the that's what she said joke, which Monica would like to call. This round is hard. (laughs) (laughs) End of podcast. Well done. You win. That's like, if I could award you 17 ghost points right now, I would. But I can't. Because that joke is, that's a beautiful beautiful thing. Yeah, and this round was hard to put together. It was. Yeah. I don't even know if they all actually work. No, I don't know either. (laughs) But I think it's going to be easy for you to get. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I I think the ones I picked are going to be fairly easy for you. That means I'm never going to have heard of them ever. One of the things I noticed was like hardly anything really, really, really current can be used simply because double entendre does not exist anymore. If like you want to like write a song about sex, you just call it we're fucking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's just no, there's no double entendres anymore. Sex is currently happening yeah, at this moment. There's no subtext anymore. It's just all text. It's just all, this is what I'm thinking. So, uh, these are, some of these go back a little ways. Do you want to play yours first or second? I'm going to play mine first. Okay. So grab a piece of paper and a pencil at home and play along. You get one point for title, one point for artist. Play with yourself. That's what she said. Or play with others. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Get it in. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. I can see this working as the joke. That was the thing that I was working on mostly this morning was like, I would read a song title and then go, okay, does that work? Uh, that is yummy, yummy, yummy. That's what she said. Uh, and that is by, oh, it's Ohio something. It's Ohio, Ohio Express. You're right. I was. I get Ohio Express and Ohio Players, which are two very different. Very band. different. <laughs> One's funky, and one was just a bunch of yummy. studio musicians. Wow, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. That's the first one that I thought of when we came up with this. Uh, all right, here is your first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jackson. It is Michael Jackson. Is it Don't Stop Till You Get Enough? That's what she said. That is correct. Well done. That is what she said. I couldn't remember if it was don't or won't or can't. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just telling you don't. All right. Two to two. Uh, we're off to a flying start. Here you go. Uh, that's uh, all the small things. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. By uh, Blink-182. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all the small things. <laughs> all right. Here is your next one. I know you never even tried. Come on, come on. 
the Beatles? That is the Beatles. Oh, okay. I don't know what that one's called. I don't know. Oh. That is called Please Please Me. That's what she said. Please please me. Oh, yeah. Like I please you. (laughs) That's one of their old ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, early ones. Yeah, that was one of their first, one of their first big hits. Yeah, they still have that same, that sound, like. Yeah. They're still trying to work, like, harmonica into everything. (laughs) (laughs) Was the thing. Yeah, yeah. I learned how to play this harmonica. I'm going to play it on everything. Number three. Okay. Oh, no. I've heard that song. Oh, man. But I'm going to draw a blank on that one. Is that LaRue? No. Okay. Then I have no idea who that is. I've heard that, though. It's somebody named Calvin Harris. He's a DJ, yeah. And it's Rihanna. Oh, what's the song? The song is called This Is What You Came For. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. Nicely done. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, here's your next one. I almost used that one. (laughs) Daft Punk. Yes. And it's bigger. (laughs) I know. This is the hardest part. I remember the order. (laughs) I've used this one for for, uh, stumpers on audio rounds just because getting the four words in the right order is tough. I think it's. Bigger, harder, stronger, faster. I think that just says something about your personality. Uh, It is harder, better, (laughs) stronger, faster. That's what she said. Oh my God, what am I saying? There's nothing bigger about it. It's not my personality. (laughs) It's the the point of the whole round. (laughs) I'm trying to think of things. No, that's good. That's good. (laughs) There's nothing bigger about it? Nothing bigger, <laughs> nothing bigger. There's something better about it, but nothing bigger. Mm, all the small things. <laughs> all right. Well, shoot. <laughs> Dumb. All right, here we go. She buy at the store. She likes her hair too. Be real That is the flaming lips. Mm-hmm. And the song is She Don't Use Jelly. SOS, Loke DJL. That's what he says. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it fits very well, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she don't use jelly. That's what she says. I think it works. Yeah, it works. It works. Uh, all right. This one is going to be obscure, but hopefully the answer is worth it. Here we go. Versus me not getting a point. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is going to be my your Calvin Harris. I have a feel. I have a feeling. Here we go. Do you have any even answer for the artist? This was the first song I thought of when we thought of this round. Really? Yeah, it is Tim McGraw. And okay. the song is called 
the cowboy in me. That's what she said. Or he said. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> I remember seeing that title on something like in a magazine title, and it was like Tim McGraw's new single, The Cowboy in Me. And I was like, really, Tim? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Does Faith know? Oh, she knows. Oh, she knows. <laughs> she encourages. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Wow. Okay. Damn. I'm going to take a stab at the group first. Is that the Spencer Davis group? No. No. Is it Sam and Dave? No. Okay. I'm way off then. What is it? It's Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Is that song called Shoot Your Shot? That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. I don't get a point for getting the title after you've given me the <laughs> given me the band name, but that's great. <laughs> that's great. I've heard that song too. That that uh oh. all right. Junior Walker and the All Stars. Isn't it the same band that did the shotgun song? Yep. Yep. Because the song sounds exactly like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of their songs sound like that. <laughs> uh all right, here is your last one. And since we haven't duplicated, I might give you the bonus one. So let's see. All right. This was the second one I thought of when we decided yeah, to do this. Yeah, I thought of this one. So I know it's come on Eileen. Yeah, that's what she said. <gasps> hey. Nice. Which, when I first heard this song when I was a child, it did not put any sort of weird connotation on that no at way. all. Yeah. I don't think I ever did until they said it on the movie The Clark or Clerks. Oh, yeah. When he's listing all of those porno titles and one of them is Come On My Lane. Oh, really? And I, one I... of them's Coming In Socks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Come On Eileen, that's a song. Oh, uh, poor Eileen. Poor Eileen, indeed. All right, any idea on the on the artist? Yeah, <sighs> you can see them. They're in overalls. They're dancing around. It's a weird name. It is a weird name. Oh man, I can't remember. Something like Dex. Oh, you're the, you're on your way. You're starting well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the furthest thing can get. <laughs> that's what she said. Ducks. You're much better at laying up the uh, the the. Uh, that's what she said. Joke than I am. <laughs> oh man, is it like the ducks group? No. What is it? It is Dexy's Midnight Runners. Right. Dexy's Midnight Runners. I'm going to give you the bonus one because I did have a spare one just in case we doubled. So here is your bonus song. Well, that's sublime. It is sublime. How sublime. 
I don't remember what it's called, though. I, I don't thought know. it's like the wrong way or something. That is correct. Wrong way oh. is the name of the song. Okay. <laughs> Which I think there is a moment in the song lyrics that kind of point towards wrong way as a sexual thing. Like, you're going in the wrong way. That It's somewhere in the song. Like having sex in an uncomfortable place? Yeah. Like the back of a Volkswagen? Ex- <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> it. A very small Volkswagen. <laughs> well, if we're counting all that... Yeah. You can count it. Then I got seven. All right. How did I do? Well, if you count... <laughs> <laughs> if you count that you got to shoot your shot, then you got seven. Okay. We'll call it even... Okay. We got the bonus one. We'll call it even. Next week, we have our challenge. Is it next week? It's next week. Okay. So. This... We'll take the points a little more seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, week. yeah. There'll be no no fooling around <laughs> giving bonuses and all that sort of stuff. That just ain't happening. I think that's it. That's it. That's, that is what we said together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's it, everybody. Thanks for downloading and listening. We'll talk to you next week. BRB. <laughs> Bye.